Welcome to the Influential Personal Brand Podcast. This is the place where you'll learn cutting-edge personal brand strategies from today's most recognizable influencers. We're going to teach you how to build a rock-solid reputation and then how to turn that reputation into revenue. I'm your lead host, Rory Vaden, co-founder of Brand Builders Group, Hall of Fame speaker, and New York Times bestselling author of Take the Stairs. Welcome to this special recap edition of the Influential Personal Brand Podcast. In just a minute, you're going to hear myself and my wife and business partner, AJ, do a debrief recap and summary of our most recent interview with our big takeaways. But before we dive into that, I just wanted to let you know that people often ask us, What is the first step to building a personal brand? And if that is you or someone you know, then you have come to the right place because we have put together for you a free video short course to help you get started. Just visit firststep.brandbuildersgroup.com to get access. In it, we're going to walk you through what exactly is the genesis of a personal brand and the six key questions that every personal brand must be able to answer, but that almost none ever do. So go ahead and visit again, firststep.brandbuildersgroup.com to get started, and we'll see you there. Now on with the recap. Hey, welcome to this special recap edition of the Influential Personal Brand Podcast, joined by my wife, best friend, business partner, and CEO of Brand Builders Group, AJ Vaden. We're breaking down the interview with Megan and AJ from Praxis the Metrics. Other the other AJ. The man AJ. The male AJ, also with red hair. Yes, male and female version. So why don't you kick us off? What did you think? Yeah, I thought it was a really great interview. And I think the first thing that I think is kind of the essence of the entire interview, if you haven't listened to it, and you're always in forever reminder, please go listen to the whole episode. And this is really just your recap version. But it's this whole concept of information is a competitive advantage. Mm. And I love that. It's so true. And it's the one thing that I think most companies and most brands, personal brands, never have enough of. They're making decisions based on emotions. They're basing decisions based on what other people are doing. They're basing decisions on what they were told to do. They were basing decisions on what used to work, but on not actual information and data that is live in real time that is today. And I think that's huge. And I really do believe that it's like information is the new competitive advantage. And I love the way that I think it was Megan phrased it. And she said, if you just think about it, you have two very similar brands and they have similar prices and similar features. Mm -hmm. Which one's going to win? The one that has more information or less information? Always the one who has more information. You have more information on your customers, their spending habits, what marketing tactics work, what converts, what's lifetime value. It's all these things make such an incredible difference. So I just love that. And I think that's the essence of the whole interview of information is a competitive advantage. Yeah. And I think what we got to at the end about tracking was really important. And it's related to that where, again, I think it was Megan who said, if it hasn't been tracked, it does not exist. Yeah. And you don't have to get everything right. You don't have to know all of this stuff. You don't even have to do anything with this yet. 
the one thing you have to do right now is you Track. is you have to get it tracked. You got to just get the stuff installed and make sure it's installed correctly. And that was a big takeaway for me to come back. Even, you know, Watch we know that. a lot of this and go through our stuff and be like, okay, like, are we actually, is the tracking installed properly? Like, are we getting it? Because we can deal with it later, but we got to track it now. We track a lot of stuff and sometimes it's, are we tracking the right stuff? And I think that's even, you know, an issue with us is what are we tracking that really makes a difference? And this was one of my other takeaways. So I'll say this is my second one is, and this is what it relates to us because I was thinking about all the things that we track and it's like, oh my gosh, I think we have like a hundred dashboards. We track a lot. We track a lot. We track financials and marketing and social media and retention and cancellations and we track a lot. Uh, I'll just say that. And here's what I took away is, are we tracking the right things to help us make quick decisions? And they put it like this. It's what are your predictable levers? What do you know that if you just do more of this or spend more here, it will give you X results. And I think sometimes like, and I've thought about us intentionally, it's, do we really know that? And it's like, to some degree, I was like, yeah. And others, I was like, I don't know. And I thought that was really good and a very, you know, self-reflection of all these dashboards because I think I have a hundred. And it's like, which ones are my predictable levers of if I do more of this, I know I'm going to get this output. I put more money here or more attention here. I know this is what I'm getting. And I think for all of us is the whole point of tracking is so that you can start to create what are your predictable levers so that you know what to push and what to pull when. Yeah, that was my second takeaway too, was the predictable levers, you know, and I, no, I had it, didn't even know you were going to do that. In fact, I was going to do it third, but you did it second. So I was like, all right, well, I'll jump on the bandwagon. But she said that, you know, they work with these VC firms and that's what they're looking for. And that makes sense, right? And it reminds me, and this is really relevant for me right now, because we have our eight figure entrepreneur event that's coming up. It's one of our phase four events where we talk about what does it really take to grow a personal brand into an eight figure business? And it, a huge part of the, the, the premise of that event is thinking like a real entrepreneur. And real entrepreneurs make data-driven decisions. They or look they at should. the metrics. They, <laughs> they should. I mean, you don't really get to eight figures probably sure, without sure. doing some, or, or you have someone on your team. Otherwise, you have a lot of good luck <laughs> and a whole lot of charisma. But personal brands, a lot of times, we don't run it enough like a real business. And you need to know. And I think in our business specifically, we know a lot of like, you know, we know affiliates are the number one lever we have. Like if we have something coming out with an affiliate, we know that works. But we, even Brand Builders Group, you know, we're almost two years in as a company. two years old today, July 27th. Oh, look at that. We're two years old today. The live taping here. That's cool. I didn't even realize that. That is awesome. But for us, we're just now as a company getting into phase three, which is high traffic strategies and all paid acquisition. And man, you don't even want to mess around with that stuff until you got this data. dialed in and data the data. But that's a huge part of the future for us with our, you know, this company, Brand Builders Group, is we're going to be able to pull the levers and know this is what works and this is what doesn't. So I thought that was huge. Yeah. And I think to that, and I processed this interview like I do most, but probably more so this time than recent past of more of this introspective look at our own data, our own personal brands, dashboards, and our own company dashboards, and thinking about the difference between growth and scale. And I thought this was oh, very that was good. This is very insightful is that there's a difference between growth and scale because growth requires money. 
and people. It requires investments of time and resources and human capital, but scale is when you get more revenue with the same expenses. Where growth is like you're growing revenues, but your expenses are growing with them. But scale is when those expenses plateau, but the revenue keeps going because the systems are in place to scale without having to add tons of more people or tons of more technology or tons of more stuff. And I really love that. Just this concept of, okay, am I in growth mode or am I starting to scale? And just knowing where you are in your own business pattern, I think was really insightful. It was really strong. It was a great conversation. That was a great distinction. I'd never heard that before. And we're close personal friends with AJ and Megan. I had never heard them say that before. And they're withholding. They're withholding the goods. Like how long do we have to be friends before they give us the good stuff? No. So my third takeaway, which fits in with that was that, you know, she said, uh, actually, I think AJ said, we help brands scale by eliminating waste. Yeah. And that's exactly. like the difference yeah. there where growth is just, we're adding more to get more, but scale is we're growing with you know, not incrementally more expenses, just like a fractional increase in expenses or no increase in expenses. And so that's about eliminating waste. And I think as a personal brand, you're pretty far ahead if you're tracking this stuff. You're really far ahead if you're looking at it and you're interpreting the data wisely. And then you're really, really far ahead if you're actually using it, not just for marketing, but other parts of your business and figuring out where can we eliminate waste? How can we streamline? And in our case, we kind of came in at the reverse because we needed it so badly on the operational side. It was out of desperation. It was out of desperation, you know, that we started working with them. nothing that you can't use dashboard reporting for. We do it with expenses. We do it with our financial analysis. We do it with commission reporting, affiliate reports, retention, cancellations. There is nothing that we don't use dashboard reporting for. And, you know, we had very seriously considered adding a full human position that would have been complicated to say the least. And I feel like their workload would have been just full of Excel spreadsheets and these dashboards have eliminated the need for a full-time position so that we can use that money to hire other positions that can't be automated. So I can't say enough about just this concept of data. It is the new competitive advantage. It's awesome. Nerds are taking over the world. Check out praxis.brandbuildersgroup.com if you want to see that free training that they're putting together or to queue up for that. And hey, we want to be the ones helping you prepare and plan and figure out exactly how you're going to scale your business. And we're honored to be going on that journey right along with you. See you next time. Catch you later. That's all we've got for this episode of the Influential Personal Brand Podcast. But here's some great news. One of the most valuable things you can do to help us and other new potential listeners to find our show is for you to both rate this show and leave a review. So as a special bonus for you, if you leave us a comment in iTunes, Stitcher, or wherever you listen, take a screenshot of your review and email it to podcast at brandbuildersgroup.com. We will give you free 30-day access to 25 of our most popular interviews on video in your own private members-only area. So go right now, rate us, review us, and then send a screenshot of it into podcast at brandbuildersgroup.com. And we'll get you set up with free access to our most popular video interviews all in one place. Also, just please share, share, share this podcast with anyone who you think might enjoy it. And until next time, remember that building a business isn't nearly as valuable as building 
a reputation. 